This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Well, I was going to say, hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. <laughs> do-over. We get a, We need to do a do-over. Oh, fair enough. Fair it's enough. a do-over. Is this the actual thing? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I, I like. I wasn't. It. I was. It took me a second to get into it. And then the I was best like, when what? they're sweaty and they're nervous, yes, and then when half the people involved don't understand, it's a don't bit. understand. <laughs> and I, I, I like. I, I couldn't decide if we were testing out what the bit was going to be or doing the actual you bit. Know, people who live in LA love. Uh, don't who live in uh, who don't live in LA love when you use the word bit a bunch I'm bit sure they just two love it. three four podcast we're making a podcast about 30 rock podcast we're making a podcast about 30 rock we're calling it top 30 to me it is great oh man hi guys it's kelsey and kimmy and this is Talk 30 Rock to Me. Talk 30 Rock to Me. Our love letter to 30 Rock and Tina Fey and all things Tina Fey. All things Tina Fey. Yeah. And New York and um, NBC and Empire Waste <laughs> Lines yes. and um, big floral skirts. Big fan of that yep. in this episode. Right. Mm-hmm. We are back from our break. We missed y'all. We missed you. We did miss each other. You know why? We were with each other a lot a on this lot, break. A lot. A Because one of our best friends got married. We had an amazing wedding. We had went to a fancy we dinner ha- party. We had an amazing wedding. We had an amazing we wedding. We got married. Surprise. Nope. 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 <laughs> we ate shrimp together, though. So that was you a did. Joy. It was a fancy dinner party. <laughs> it was and fancy. It was great. And uh, we hope you guys liked our little surprise episode. Oh, my goodness. That that man, he's the Jonathan Gold of sandwiches. Oh, Joe Carter. That's a real local reference. So if you got that good on you. I don't actually know that reference. He's a very famous food critic who is L.A. based and he has a really great documentary about him. And he uh, is he's a very he's a very unique looking person. So he's just he's very <laughs> visual. Like he's just Jonathan Gold is a presence and his taste in food is. Ha <laughs> ha. Get it. Taste. Wah, food. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Doing so good. You got this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we are happy to get back and to start season three. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's have a stories from the break. Stories from the break. I, I like made that. up songs. So we missed you guys. And while we missed you, some of you missed us and you sent us some lovely, some lovely fun things. We need to go and break more because people sent us lovely messages and, and things. Awesome. Um, so actually, let's start with we post this on our Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook and Twitter. And it was incredible. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Listener Andy. 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 Oh, my gosh. The joy. Kelsey almost kept me from seeing it. This was Okay. So the way this went <laughs> down is we got an email from our amazing executive producer, Stephen, over hey, at Steven. Boardwalk Audio. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I've got some listener mail coming for you. <laughs> and we're like, what? And so it was being sent to him. And so then he said, we got it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, send a picture of it because... I don't go to LA all the time and I really wanted to see it. And so he sent the picture directly to me to keep it a surprise for Miss Kimmy. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So then when I saw Kimmy, Oh, like two weeks later, like t- I had to wait a long time. Yep. She made me wait. She's like, you need to see this in person. And I threw a fit. Yeah, I would <laughs> let me be with you when you see this. Cause I literally threw a fit. I was like, there's no way you're making me wait. It was so great. So then we were at Porto's and I showed her the picture. Classic Los Angeles story. It was great. And I think the whole restaurant knew how excited you were to see the picture. Oh, I screamed. And I could, I mean, that's a big restaurant. I filled it with my joy. It was great. So we loved so much the pumpkin pillow with, did he just say pumpkin to me? It It's so perfect. 
perfect and it's so joyful it um is and it's so amazing. beautifully made and it sits on my bookshelf and i look at it and i feel like a success every day because of that so thank you for listening and making my dreams come true that was amazing, Andy. That was a great thing to happen over break. What else happened over the break? Um, we got an email from Armando, and he is a law student. And he was mentioning, he, my favorite thing about this, he listens to us and he's a law student and going to law school is really, really crazy. And so I'm I love impressed. that he listens. He's very smart. If he listens and he listens to us, this is legit. I felt very honored. I, but felt, my, I feel honored too. I'm not trying to knock us, but like I am, I am flattered. <laughs> I'm flattered. My favorite thing though, is that he was having technical difficulties and I loved, and, and sorry, this wasn't even an email. He was like, you should read this on the podcast. It just cracked me up and I loved it so much that I was able to help him. He was having problems playing the episode and I was like, I've had this with other podcast too. do this 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 and he was able to do it and it fixed his podcast listening experience and you're gonna get like eight emails being like kelsey please fix <laughs> my, my mom does it to me every issues. couple of weeks she has issues when she's listening and i'm like do this and it works so <laughs> podcast whisperer All right i'll add it to my resume <laughs> please do <laughs> please make it your tagline on linkedin i'm yes. a podcast whisperer <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's great. And then we received this fantastic email from, I am going to apologize now, I'm probably going to butcher your name, from Nama or Nama. Um, And she's one of our listeners and she told us the story of her boyfriend going to see Super Size Me. So this is throwback to 2004, I believe she said. That her boyfriend was going to see Super Size Me. Yeah, this is an, this is a dated story with that <laughs> reference. Don't want to get Super Size Me reference. I know exactly when this happened. My freshman year in high school. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And he was walking out of the theater after seeing it, and he noticed that Amy Poehler and Rachel Dratch were there. And so he started talking about SNL, and you're amazing. And they, they, they had been in the movie with him, but obviously theaters are dark. You didn't see him, right? So then after talking with them, he really wanted to get his picture taken with them. So he handed his phone or camera. This is probably phone, a camera because phones didn't have the greatest pictures back then. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was, though. Handed his... It's probably a Razor. Right? Razor flip phone he handed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Probably his, pink, his, maybe bedazzled. His photography instrument to someone to take the picture. That's and gross, <laughs> Kelsey. <laughs> And it wasn't until after he took the picture that he handed his phone to Tina Fey to take the picture. Oh, and no. I think that is Missed amazing. Absolutely amazing. And she attached a picture of the picture. Um, oh, my gosh. You, I haven't seen this and yet. And it's kind of amazing. It's loading. So this is a photo taken by the one and only Tina Fey. Taken by Tina. Directed by Tina Fey. Of her boyfriend and Amy Poehler and Rachel Dratch. And I think it's absolutely this is amazing. adorable this yeah. is a great photo so thank you so much for sharing so that with us sh- that's wonderful and st- we still hats off your boyfriend for being really excited to see Rachel Dratch and Amy Poehler that's also like totally major justified. points that's great I'm very impressed I love it um not enough people would be excited about that. actually a lot of people would be they're amazing but right. I still my hat my proverbial hat is off um hopefully next time you recognize Tina Fey as well and you get that happy <laughs> ending and maybe you tell her the story and she she laughs at it and she was like you reminded me that i was a normal person right that's how it plays out of my brain that's and i've never thought about that celebrities never really have to take pictures they like you know like how we all it's oh take a picture of me with so-and-so they they never get to do that because people are always excited to see them i don't know every now and then there's the real good snub of like if your friend is a little more famous than you you got to take that photo yeah i've seen it happen my favorite was when i was uh i was by going i was at diddy reese and they were doing the troll movie premiere and their red carpet was a rainbow carpet. I mean, and duh. It was interesting watching Justin Timberlake walk down the carpet 
and we just happened to be there the same day. We were 100% there for the Diddy race. Oh, not sure. And as Justin Timberlake was walking down the carpet, he just like knew that that people wanted the selfie angle. And so he just grabbed their phones and took the selfies like of him with the person. That's it was the nice funniest thing that he was like, give me the phone, take give me the phone. I'm like, I guess that's the way to do it. Although I'm surprised that his like agent or whatever hasn't been like, that's a liability if you drop the phone, blah, blah, blah. Cause like that's at Starbucks. They're not supposed to take your phone because if you drop it, I but mean, I don't think anyone's going to be mad at Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake shattered my screen. <laughs> I mean, how do you prove that in a court of law? But probably a lot of witnesses. So <laughs> take it. You're right. A lot of cameras going <laughs> off. Take it. Can you imagine that on the dailymail.co.uk? Oh I'm going for specific. Just these photos of Justin Timberlake phone, like just like in action. It's like one of those articles. His face drops. Feed. It's just like this, and then the next photo, and the next photo, and you just watch it happening slowly. <laughs> and he's I'd like, pay for that. Sorry. I'd be like, Justin, can you drop my phone so I can see the chaos which ensues? Great. I love. I just watched the other day. There was some video of Justin Timberlake, and sorry, I'm just laughing because that's such a celebs are just like us. They drop. <laughs> Phones too. <laughs> I love it. But there was a video of like Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake talking about each other on all these different interviews. And Jessica Biel to me will always be Mary from Seventh Heaven. So it's so funny to me watching her in those situations. Mm-hmm. But they're adorable. It's fine. We also need to plug ourselves. No, Amazon. It was sorry. I didn't like the way. I said oh that God. Take that back. <laughs> I know. I was going to get to that in a second. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure we didn't talk. We're going to cut that part out. Oh, yeah. Nope. Stay in. Cold uh, open. Right. Ugh. All right. Well, before we get started by the actual episode, we just like to take a moment to remind you that if you are buying stuff on Amazon, as you are probably one to do, as I do on a very frequent occasion. It's very regular. It's a very regular occurrence right. in, my, in my life. I keep trying to not buy books, but then I always buy books. Mm. It's hard. I should just not buy books, but I buy books. Don't not buy books. I but it, oh, it's so complicated. <laughs> um, you can go to Amazon by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash talk thirty rock to me and click that support our artist button and you will be supporting us, your artists. Please do. We're your artists. We are your We belong, artists. we're yours. I'm yours. I can't sing that song. It's really hard to sing. I love that song. You got really excited right I when did. I went into that. I was that. about to sing it. I'm like, I'm not going to sing it. My voice is semi-shot do 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 from do do Drumline do do. Champs yesterday. Um, and then also, if you like us, if you could subscribe, rate, Yeah, please review. subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that button. It's worth it. Because then maybe you're having a, tu- uh, a Tuesday. You forget to just pull this up and listen to it. It's already there. And maybe. Okay. How about let's do this. If we get any reviews between now and the next time we record, we'll read them. Dude, shout out. You're yeah. getting a shout out. You get a shout out. So we love it. Yeah. I have friends. They actually offer to Venmo. They'll Venmo you money if you review them, <laughs> which I think is a really, we're not there yet, but it might happen. Maybe. Just one putting day. that out there. Um, one day if we're lucky, but don't wait for that day to happen. It might be years down the line. Oh, for sure. Don't wait for that. And it might be just like, it'd be cents. like a buck too. Like, <laughs> let's be real. But all that to say do the reviews now it's just like do it now it's gonna be great we'll give you a shout out we'll be you'll make rj real happy so it's gonna be a win who's rj our day (laughs) 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 you said i'll make rj real happy and i'm like who's rj (laughs) oh my gosh i paused too because i um i got distracted because my friend really loved the doug the pug video i sent her of doug the pug being moana i love it all right, we ready to talk about this episode? Um, yes, I really want oh, to talk about this episode. 30-30. Before even 30-30, yeah, let's do 30-30, and then I have some stuff I want to talk about with season two and heading into season three. Because this is the first episode of season three. Woo! Yeah, we did it. We're it. back, baby. Um, I regret saying that. So, But let's do, uh, we're going to do 30-30, so 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30-30. 30
Oh, that's a <laughs> twist. Nice. Okay. So 30-30. We have the same 30-30 this week. Mm-hmm. I think, Kelsey. Is that accurate? I believe so. All right. Let's say it on three. One, two, three. A great news. Oh. <laughs> see, I was trying to say, I was going to do like good news you instead of great so news. Nervous. You were like, here, she's going to do something. Oh, I knew you were going to do a bit. I was trying to decide if I was going to do one. And I was like, nope, I'm going to do this right. Especially because I told you, I... I sent a tweet the other day to somebody and I said good news instead of great news. And I was like, dang it. (laughs) What a bummer. It's all right. I deleted it and sent it again real quick. Oh, no. (laughs) Just kidding. Great news. Great news is what I meant. Great news. So if you do not know, great news is the latest product from Ooh, make it sexy kelsey i don't yeah i don't like that word i don't think it's the, the newest nbc tv show yeah and it's from from yeah tina fey and robert, yeah, robert carlock produced it it is a show uh the showrunner is the delightful tracy wigfield who yep. was a writer on 30 rock and, and mindy, project. Uh, mindy Pro- oh i loved her on mindy project she was a character as well as a writer on mindy uh, project got it. um you know what's really funny hmm. so she's on I was telling someone she's on Mindy Project and she's on the show yep. on Mindy Project. There was a lot of m- tall male actors. So she looks really tiny. But then on the on this show, everyone's really short on the show. So she looks super tall. And I was yeah. really surprised. I'm like, oh, it's literally the height of the camera because everyone else is tiny. Mm-hmm. It, this is not that interesting, but it really blew my mind for a sec. Well, I was well, I was like, it's like people in celebrities, I think, are almost always shorter than you think they're going to be. And it's not even that. It was just more like I. I it, it's when it's the camera just builds expectation. Yeah, it is that. It's and I just it, it blew my mind at the magic of the camera. It makes people look different sizes. It just blew. Me. It just made me feel weird. Wait, I went on a journey. Did you say that? Oh, because she she plays Beth in this. Is what you're saying? Oh yeah. Did you not notice that she was in the episode? No, I thought you were talking the main girl. And I'm like, I don't think that's that's Brigga Helen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I was having a brain fart. I mean, I, like, I love Brigga Helen's my favorite. She was on Ground Floor. She was in the first episode, uh, the first season of Undateable. She is a delight. She is married. True, uh, Renee. Renee, oh my gosh, he's Father Bra on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He is a writer on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He is one of my favorites. They're married and they just had a baby. Renee Goob. Goob is a Goob. Goobet. Okay, Goobet. G-U-B-E. I love them. I love her so much. I think she's really funny and smart. I was super pumped to see that she she's got a lot she's of on the fun. show. I really liked her. You really liked her. Yeah, what did you think of Great News, Kels? Um, I was, I, I loved it. I loved all the subtle, there were a lot of, I can't think of any of them at the moment, but a lot of little 30 Rock quips i felt like happened I meant it to felt it tonally it was really a lot like 30 rock it felt to me more like unbreakable kimmy schmidt than 30 rock Ooh, how so i i think it's just because of the uh like naivete a little bit of uh of katie and just her gallivanting around town and her reliance on her there was just something about it did you watch the first two episodes or mm-hmm. just the first okay i'm gonna be real i haven't watched the second episode yet I only uh, watched the pilot. Okay. so i no, i'm not saying spoilers i'm just saying like heads up no yeah i'm so not I gonna say, know no. everything well and then i'm just kidding <laughs> I, mean, um, I don't care they see they ended the show in episode two right spoilers <laughs> well i just, it was it's interesting i think this is the first uh, between Thirty Rock and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you don't really see the mother daughter dynamic where you do in this, which I think is kind of fun because like oh I love this oh I love it like because in Thirty Rock it's you, passing it's, the Bechdel test hard oh majorly majorly so I I really Thanks, enjoyed Taylor. it I was most pleasantly surprised by Nicole Richie um just, I really loved her dress in the first episode it was a white dress and I was in oh it. yeah yeah she's interesting it on was that. just funny to like see her in anything. <laughs> Um, it, can I do um, a thirty thirty segment on great news? That's what are we uh, new, uh, what news we're doing? news? No, I'm gonna call it news news. No, no, it's a thirty thirty segment 
if like we were doing a great news podcast, this would be my 33 segment on that podcast called News News. And in, in News News, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and in News News, I read an article that Nicole Richie's um, chicken coop was featured in Architectural Digest, and it was a real pretty chicken coop. I, I looked at it; it was great. I love it. So uh, that's Lisa. That that ends the News News segment. But great news. Yeah, I want to know what did you what did you think of Great News? I really really enjoyed it. Okay. I agreed with you. I think it totally it was a lot like Thirty Rock. I thought it's st- I now only watched one episode. I'm told the second episode it finds itself really beautifully um i thought the first episode they were trying they had to do a lot to set things up <laughs> sorry i just looked up nicole richie's chicken coop it's really pretty and, well i haven't even gotten to the coop as much as i've gotten to it's a picture of her in a floor-length red dress yep. with like a headpiece that I looks read. like chicken feathers yeah on her. this is amazing uh, again she was featured in architectural digest that's oh, what it's called that is so oh yeah this is a thing funny this is a thing kelsey so oh man sorry i interrupted you well, let me continue with my news. thoughts let's leave the chickens behind we left no this isn't news news this is we're back sorry, to sorry, 30, we're on we 30, 30 news news, news. 30, we're back 30. on 30 30 um <laughs> i'm gonna laugh at news news all day news i'm news, really yeah. proud of myself for that one um no so I thought it was really smart. I thought it was finding itself tonally a little. I mean, it felt like Thirty Rock, but it felt mm-hmm. a little all over the place, which is normal in a pilot. It shouldn't feel exactly like Thirty Rock. I think it's good. It should be a different. show. Oh no, no, no! But no, no. I, what I mean when I say all over the place, it just felt like it, the show didn't know what it was. It was kind of like feeling out all its jokes. What's our joke? What Fair kind enough, of joke yeah. do we do? So it felt a little flaily to me, but that wasn't bad. That was pilot normal. Mm-hmm. That was normal pilot nonsense. Again, the only times I've seen a show not do that was Cheers and It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like it felt like a good, healthy pilot. They'd worked really hard to establish a bunch very quickly which is difficult to do but i think we all got there i thought that it, i like that it had jokes that uh, linda holmes on pop culture happy hour talks about this that okay. so many comedies right now they're not jokey you either get the multicam where there's um a joke every three minutes two minutes maybe mm-hmm. versus or three to four minutes like they build up to jokes or you get like and i'm not knocking this but like louis where it, there's jokes but the whole episode is one very dark joke on society and we're all hurting because uh, of it. Okay. that's not bad those are really important shows but it's like everyone's doing jack kerouac now just let jack kerouac do jack kerouac and let the rest <laughs> of us do slapstick like we've been wanting forever that probably didn't make sense but that's how i feel um i really like this it had jokes i like that it had bits i like that they were character moments i really love oh john michael higgins i think is the actor's name who is the guy in that i'm gonna imdb him real quick um i think he is yeah, so underrated yeah he's the uh yeah. the head newscaster mm-hmm. right and i like that they have like a, a dignified older man than then like the hot blonde right Corichi, but have you oh you haven't gotten to the second episode there, no, it, I'm, really I'm, excited. I'm excited to watch their Probably gonna watch it tonight relationship progress not like not in a romantic way i just i think it'll be fun to watch the two their dynamic yeah a lot more um I I love that with like Tina Fey shows and that's what like you're going to get repeat actors that mm-hmm. like she likes her people and you get Adam Campbell who was on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt you mm-hmm. get him on this which I really really like oh I love him he was also on another um what was it called oh my goodness I'm gonna have to IMDb this um he was on another show on ABC mixology where it was all these different people meeting and flirting at a bar and oh, Andrew funny. Santino was in it which I loved you said his name is Adam Campbell Andrew yeah. Campbell adam campbell i'm gonna look him up yeah no why am i looking up his it was, i got oh, my he answer was he was on, on mixology. mixology yeah yeah he was great on mixology i did do you know the other reason why i really like this show though why because it reminds me of newsroom wait newsroom that's, that's aaron sorkins oh you're right i got just there. a little bit like i went to third studio 60 in my brain i don't know why you're like i haven't seen that no i just rewatched newsroom which is why it makes me think of that i have another news news oh i watched watched broadcast news which is clearly this is the spiritual uh spiritual baby of broadcast news which is an incredible movie and every person should watch it thanks keller and Catherine for getting me to watch it everybody watch (laughs) 
not news news everyone watch broadcast news it's so good <laughs> anyway back out of news news no more news news um great news is wonderful i'm really excited to see how it grows i really mm-hmm. hope it gets the attention it deserves i think it's a warm smart comedy i think Brigga helen is amazing and so funny she's that perfect mix of like beautiful and like relatable and cool that i just really that that makes me connect with the lead yeah like she's just so cool and she's i i'm i have a bit of a crush on her clearly Fair i just enough. love Brigitte helen but i've been watching her for a couple of years mm-hmm. i've been a fan of her comedy she's funny she's smart i dig her and they have the aunt from my big Fat greek wedding is the one who was like oh you're I've, right I've, uh, the lump was my twin <laughs> and i don't know her name i'm looking at my big i'm looking it up right now she is such a funny andrea actress martin. andrea martin yeah she is an incredibly funny actress i don't think for how much she stole that movie my big factory wedding she hasn't gotten the work <laughs> she deserves and i'm so glad she's this character she's great and i love the running uh wilson bit where we don't see the dad's face at least in the first episode, that's a oh, running, right, that's like a running right, yeah. bit. The way it's going to be the new Wilson. You don't see his face, and I oh, find that very Wilson. funny. Um, so that was my thirty thirty on great news. I love it so much. I'm really excited to see where it goes. I like it. Mm-hmm. I was like having this moment just now when you started talking. For some reason, I there's a, a quick second of me that was like, "Dang it! I wish we were in a comedy podcast because all I want to do right now is talk about Thirteen Reasons Why." And I don't think our podcast has a platform. I mean, for we that. could talk about, but I don't i didn't watch it and i have no interest in watching it i've watched it through twice oh my gosh yep. well, i'm glad you love it oh. i'm glad it moved you yeah i'm like it's weird to say you love a show like that but i mean was, uh, you own it man i it i have no judgment for people there is no judgment for the fact that when people love something it just ha- has not interested me if any all. of our listeners want to talk about that show tweet at redhead redhead blonde thank you yes or just, just email at, at talk 30 rock to me at gmail.com yeah, i will email. respond she will <laughs> with our thing just talk to her about it she cl- you clearly want some people to talk to about this i show. will talk to her about it so just uh, like people keep tweeting at me about larry sanders and i'm yes. really enjoying it right now <laughs> i haven't responded back in a week because i got busy but i'm going to which um i'm gonna talk about my next 33 and alec baldwin's autobiography he talks about that as well <sighs> i'm so excited so well i think we did 30 30 i think we did 30 30 do we no, we don't know, it, but you can. <laughs> it's been a while. It's it, new. I'm oh sorry. Oh, man, Kelsey, uh, you're out of the loop. It's all right. We are talking about season three, episode one, Do Over. Do Over. And air date for this episode was October 30th, 2008. This was Tina Fey's episode. She wrote it. And director was Don Scardino. Classic. Thanks, Don. Right? Uh, like that, that writing com- that combo together, the writing director is fantastic. Uh, my recap is that Tracy has to figure out how to compensate the people that helped him on his porn video game. Jack has to rise through the ranks of GE again and finds a way to do so. I wrote something. Oh to no, do, Kelsey, read to, your own writing. Read your own writing. Well, I, it's tight. <laughs> I know that was the joke. Jack people has I, see that visual. Joke. I wrote the word Donnie in the middle of it. I don't know why. <laughs> it probably just autocorrected. Jack has to rise to the ranks of GE again and finds a way to do so while cultivating a relation. Oh, by cultivating a relationship with Kathy. And Liz has to show that she's worthy of adopting to an adoption agency. Um, yeah. And that's kind of the little recap of it. The one thing I want to mention is that I didn't even realize this. So I was reading, I think the AV club article about it, which the AV club article about this episode is beautiful is a weird word to say about it. Like, Oh, I didn't read it. I meant to, and I didn't. It's really, really good. They love this episode. Um, You're going to talk to me later. We're going to talk about why, why they loved it. Right. I'm sure we can. I'm, I I was going to actually read a quote from it at yeah, some point. Yeah, can, can you do that now? I uh, want to hear it. Maybe, w- sure. What did they say about it? Um, I don't, like, hang on. Let me find it. I remember the first sentence, like, they say the F word and about it. But um, there was just something about where I didn't necessarily agree that they thought that 
they didn't like Seinfeld Vision, and so they were kind of like, oh, they're like, wrong. finally a good season uh, episode one. Oh, I did. Episode? I oh, I did. They said basically the opening episodes of I did read parts of this. I didn't read the whole thing, but opening episodes uh, have been the show's Achilles heel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was an interesting quote. These AV articles are written with a lot of passion and a lot of really good analogies um, and a lot of uh, vitriol. Always, they're yeah. always very passionate. A lot of really good examples. Um, really intense. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There, uh, the I remember thinking like he really liked this episode. Um, well, and the reason why I'm, I'll find a, what sentence I want to read out of it in a second. But they said a lot of the reason why is because this episode, it, this episode is the highest uh rated highest viewed episode i think it's the, it had the highest premiere um because this is the first episode that released after tina pay started tina Fey started doing sarah palin you're right they were all talking about that sarah palin had begun sarah palin was in september of 08 and this that um, wasn't was a bunch of the October amazon 30th. reviews that people were talking about it yeah so it's the highest rated episode because of that and then they were like this is very different than sarah palin this is very much where's so. sarah palin in this episode um but so like the opening paragraph of the av club article is that to bar the parlance of hip-hop Actor slash writer slash Sarah Palin impersonator Tina Fey blew the f up over the summer, making an assured transition from bespectacled favorite of the smart set and everyone's geek crush to towering comic supernova. Not since Chevy Chase bumbled his way into America's hearts as a prat happy pratfall happy Gerald Ford has a politician done so much for a sketch performer. On the way to work today, I read a new New Yorker cartoon where a Manhattan Knight tells a friend, "I'm voting Republican just so Tina Fey will keep impersonating Sarah Palin." Uh, and just the whole the whole article they were just talking about how uh, they were like it was already it was my brain's gonna break in a second why well i just can't remember what i was gonna say that was me saying you're gonna cut that up <laughs> um oh i like it's, he, it's breaking in a second is what confused me i'm like hasn't happened yet yeah but no, it's, it's breaking to. in a second <laughs> um i it, it, i just can't talk like i, I will post the link to this article because i just love just how he talked about it, and the tone is very it's very supportive and exciting and it's like yes Faye is enjoying overnight success a mere 16 years in the making um and just talking about how they he was hoping that this wasn't going to be like a one-shot wonder like that we want it we want this to be to get the audience and for it to keep going um i don't it was there was just something about the way that i can't remember who the author was of this who is this this was a uh, Nathan Rabin. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks yeah, for I, it was this. just it was just a, he loved the episode. And it's always more fun to read a positive review of an episode, I think, than a negative one, especially when you really like the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also because Megan Mullally's in it. Mullally? Mullally mm-hmm. or Mullally? I can't remember how to pronounce Mal- uh, it. Mullally. I don't know. Why am I saying that confidently? I've n- I have no oh, idea. Yeah, it's this. But yeah, no. it's Mullally. Um, yeah, that's one of those funny names. That is really lovely. And that is I forgot. <sighs> This is so fun. It's like recent history that I remember. It's like, when, again, when people talk about the Iraq, Iraq war, it's the first historical moment like with 9-11 that I can remember actively. And I remember when this was happening with her. First of all, did she, did they reenact Sarah Palin? I, I was so hoping when I saw Sarah Palin in that photo with Kid Rock and Ted, hmm, who's that musician that everyone doesn't like? It was Kid Rock. <laughs> That's also the one. And Sarah, uh, Sarah Palin and Ted Nugent. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. So, recently, Sarah Palin, Ted Nugent, and Kid Rock went to the White House, and they took a photo in front of the portrait of of Hillary. It does sound like the beginning of a bad joke, and this is the beginning of a bad joke. (laughs) That's the truth. And they took a photo with the Hillary um, painting that is there because she was the first lady. And it is... I was... 
the f- one of my first thoughts was like, I really hope they do an SNL recreation of this. Right. And I don't know if they have, but um, if they haven't, I'm putting this un- into the universe that that should happen at some point. Because oh, I'd want to see it. And if they did, I'm an idiot and I didn't look it up. I haven't been watching SNL recently, which is no, a shame. I think we would have seen that. We would have seen that, right? If Tina popped up on SNL. SNL we would have We would have known. We would have known. Our spidey We've senses would have gone Tina off. We've got the Tina signal. <laughs> it's true. But um, no, her. I just, that moment in history is so interesting when she started doing those impressions. And I didn't, I was watching 30 Rock at that point and I already really liked her i remember trying to convince my very republican parents who i deeply respect um that it wasn't negative to republicans that it was just funny mm. and um now looking back it kind of was negative to republicans i was being really i was being naive but i was just like it's so funny and i was being raised republican i didn't want to laugh i didn't want to be like against how i had been raised so i was trying to be like they're not making fun of people they're making fun of everyone right it wasn't fully true yeah well uh, but it was delightful and it was such that sketch man goes down in history so good it's so great okay i'm gonna just stop gushing now no fine you have some thoughts about this episode this episode i want to even just go in we're starting season three and this i want to just intro season three i had a few things um or maybe it was just one thing this ep- this season got 22 emmy nominations dang the last one got 17 mm-hmm. so and they two, won atina won three last season uh in season two yeah i don't remember i know season three won three episodes or it maybe won, it was sorry maybe just total season three one won three uh season three won three episodes uh, three emmys not won three episodes they had more than that <laughs> uh they won three emmys one for apollo apollo one for alec baldwin spoiler he's amazing and then one for um the episode writing reunion oh. i believe the episode reunion won an emmy which we will get to that one it is delightful so this is just that should get you excited this episode got so this season, season got so many nominations yeah this season is really ramping up because of the sarah palin thing this is when the world really started looking at the and show then and Oprah. discussing the show oh they got so many bigs this whole first five four episodes are just guest star guest star guest star guest star well, and what's interesting is that oh duh i'm stupid <laughs> no wait yeah sorry because <laughs> this they must have been plugging that oprah was they must have been plugging that Oprah was coming on because I think they were. I think I remember that. Well, because he, he, this article, the AV Club article, released it on the air date, and in there he already said that snagged Oprah as a Thirty Rock guest. So, and th- that's not coming for three more episodes, I think. So, no, it usually gets that kind of stuff gets announced or seen or yeah. somehow that people know if they're getting a guest star bit. It's usually pretty exciting. Yeah. Um. Or they were running the ads already. I think this was part of the ads for the new season. They were showing that we got Steve Martin, we got Jennifer Aniston, we got Fair Oprah, and uh. Oh man, it's a good season. I think we need to ask just in the way, like we, I need to take note from Tina Fan how to r- approach people to be on our podcast the way that she approached people to be on her TV show. <laughs> Lauren Michaels. Uh, <laughs> damn it! I gotta get him on this. He's uh, not returning your calls these days. No, it's ridiculous. But um, I really, but I really thought that was great. I really liked the Achilles heel comment that they thought mm-hmm. that was good, and I think this is a great season opener. I'm not gonna knock Seinfeld Vision, but I really like this season opener. Yeah, I think I don't rem- I don't. Seinfeld Vision, I remember not ever being like, this is my favorite, but I didn't think it was a bad episode. I really liked that episode. And there was one more thing I wanted to um, bring up, which is there's a list on Wikipedia about cut jokes from the uh, cut scenes from this. And I wanted mm-hmm. to read what the third scene, a few of them were not, the, the, the few, a few of them were like, oh, that's a nice joke, but I really liked this one. Um, in the third scene that was cut, Liz and Bev are talking to NBC page Kenneth Parcell. Uh, Kenneth is fascinated with the adoption process and says that his own mother worked two jobs as an animal control person for the state selling meats door to door. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> she worked the two jobs, so she was an animal control person and then she was selling the meat. 
what was happening there it's a good joke it's funny it's a really good joke it makes me giggle all right cool well first of all our guest star this episode is megan mullally mm-hmm. we're gonna say that even if it's megan mullally we apologize we'll just call her megan we're on first name basis mrs ron swanson mrs <laughs> mrs swanson oh my gosh that's a good that's a good one. mrs offerman um no she oh she's so great in this i wasn't a fan of her when this came out like i remember being like all right oh, whatever you're not a will and grace i didn't fan. watch will and grace oh. so i wasn't super excited but she's so funny i love will and grace and she uh alec baldwin is on will and grace is he really he's he plays uh karen's boyfriend for a couple of episodes shut up in seasons i think i wrote down it's like seven and eight that's so, so good yeah and so that was in oh five so this was just a couple of years before mm-hmm. so i liked seeing them mm-hmm. um which is fun the opening i wrote down that i thought the opening song of this episode was very sex in the city um there was something the way was that it a music different song was. i didn't even notice it. i don't know i i don't i've thought that every single time i've seen this episode i thought it sounds like sex in the city and i don't know why I just you should dig into that let's find out if it's uh like play them next to each other and then you can figure it out like do a science experiment science experiment this is a science this is for Favorite. science Kelsey um okay we'll see uh, I'll pull it up later <laughs> yeah I like this intro I think that is a great spring outfit she's wearing she looks like pure delight in that photo I wrote down that that, that is 100% outfit that I used to wear type of thing yeah like not because Tina Fey wore but I was like I'm like I'm like big on the cardigans and this, I went through a phase Love a where Cardi. I go through back first when I'm wearing like skirts and dresses skirts and dresses and when I wear skirts like that is 1000% you totally wear that I would wear. you would look great in that outfit I think you should do it I had a purple cardigan that exact color at one point and then I got a I really actually wish you were wearing it right now then we're cosplaying this episode I could have right dang it <laughs> you are the magic of podcasting <laughs> Kelsey you're gonna pull up yo pussycat I'm like, wait, what? That's what he says to her. Oh, when Jack pulls up to when her, he cat calls yeah, her. Yeah. You creepy piece of Jack. I love that the joy on her face. The funny thing is when I watched it, uh, I was at my parents' house and me and my dad had just been discussing like feminism and like cat calling. And then we were watching the episode and he was like, hmm, seems pretty timely, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. But the joy on her face is, and then I'm trying to like, what do we do? And then she just hits him on the arm. Right. Yeah. The awkward little, uh, uh, duh. Yeah, it's so cute. I just said that. Um, this morning I saw our friend's new husband and I like gave Bethany a hug and then Nate was on the other side of her and I like gave him a high five intending to hug him but she was in the way and so I like gave him a high five and then hugged around Bethany and he was like I thought you were just gonna high five me and I was like that's not okay I'm like no no I was going for the hug the high five was just a precursor to the hug I'm glad you made it clear yeah I did we got there we got there (laughs) um so okay so then i love the little banter when jack is like why are you dressed up did you finally get on that makeover show you've been looking for are you trying to look like she was the end end result of a a what not to wear she got her like two outfits and she's good (laughs) she just wear jeans and you know liz lemon watches what not to wear that's like a big liz lemon show i watched that show a lot when it was on Mm -hmm. bring it back glc i love it um and then the joke about colin firth and the this is my favorite joke <laughs> of this episode we are doing that favorite lines already done it's this line you know why because i say this often in real life the Have man can wear a this? sweater i think so that one um no not the man can wear a sweater the sweater she's like i already you know i baby proof this i did that that you know i got um i got rid of all my colin firth dvds in case they are considered set like erotica erotica yeah uh, <laughs> that is so true that man smolders in a way that no man can it's Ooh. so great mm. <laughs> i'm sorry that wasn't appropriate okay? i'm here again i'm back <laughs> i just i'm a what i'm a lady i just love colin firth he is a delight 
he's a delight. I'm, I love anyone. Anyway, and you own it. That's fine. That's I'm, fine. Okay, every woman owns it. Like, w- women love Colin Firth. You can get mad at me if I had to look up who it was because I couldn't remember who was ah, Colin Firth. Fine. It's fine. Have you heard Tina Fey's story about meeting Colin Firth? Have I talked about it on this podcast? My favorite interview of her on David Letterman? I don't think so oh she did this incredible interview on david letterman where she talks about how um basically she was outside of an award show with a friend because her husband refused to go these things and he was going to go get the car so she's standing in an alley and so it's raining and she's in a nice dress and then a limo pulls up and, and the door opens she hears this voice excuse me do you need a ride Aww. and it's colin firth and she's like am i in a middle-aged lady fever dream like that's everything <laughs> i want and then i maybe it was graham norton someone was like well did you get in the car she was like no his beautiful wife was in there i it would not go well because <laughs> but if his wife wasn't in there i mean <laughs> a lady can only do jeff would understand so much he's on her he's calling for this clearly on, on her list. list yeah exactly <laughs> oh my goodness but anyway i just all of that to say colin firth is a gem and this is this line is funny because it's deeply accurate is Fair. that he's so subtle have you watched the colin firth movie yeah well after because i went i was for summer i was like struggling i was like i'm pretty sure i know who it was but i wasn't paused i looked up to make sure and, and i was like oh i've oh, seen what it once oh i didn't even think about that i don't know what i thought like oh i'm taking you on a journey no right you now know what's funny firth. is i because i i think the last thing i saw with him in it was um kingsman Oh, he's so good in that. Yeah. He's so good in that. Um, I also love that theme park fire joke. That theme park fire didn't burn what it was supposed to. (laughs) That he's so. okay. so to remember where we're at at the end of season two is that Geis is in a coma. Kathy's in charge. Devin and Kathy are figuring out what their relationship is so that um, I kept I wrote Dennis a million times in my notes instead of Devin for Devin Banks. Oh no! And Jack, I love for Dennis grows I, and right, becomes slowly, dangerous. But slowly, but he's sh- getting in those Duffy men. Not too. that we don't love Will Arnett. No, clearly but, we made that clear. Um, yeah. So Jeff is guy. Uh, Jeff, Kelsey, so start I'm over. Struggling. No, it's fine. <laughs> do over. So ah, every time we over. screw up today, do, do over. over. So Jack is like giving Banks a hard time. Like, oh, are things really going that well? Because uh, you sold off small appliances and Shineheart Wigs Mitch Productions last quarter. And that theme park fire didn't destroy any of the stuff it was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Poor GE. Oh, my gosh. And then you get the okay. So, yeah. So let's 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 start with that storyline. So Jack is back from D.C., something happened that we all saw at the end of season I two know, and that they won't release until dick cheney dies because that man is made mostly of me- mostly that man metal, is mostly so metal be a while yeah <laughs> um, and so he wants his job back but he doesn't come back at the top he has to start at the bottom and banks which is, is how banks likes to do it yes because oh, he I, likes that's to a bad keep joke. Your, i'm taking that out because <laughs> <laughs> banks wants to keep his friends close and his enemies so close you're almost kissing, kissing. is that what the exact quote is yeah you that you're almost kissing mm-hmm. so he gets to start in the mailroom mm-hmm. and throughout the episode jack slowly every time you see him he's been promoted <laughs> it's like it's literally out of um how to succeed in business without really trying um have you seen that musical no it's a great one you should definitely i'll lend it to you but uh he's a real j pierre pont finch for all my um how to succeed <laughs> heads out there uh, um, so he like starts in the mailroom then he's the head of the mailroom and then he's the director of inner office mail or something and just slowly makes his way up until he has a moment with Kathy. Mm, I know. I will say this. There's a moment where he, he's with Devin and they're staring at each other. Jack keeps staring at Devin's lips. And I just like, it distracts me every time. He keeps, <laughs> he keeps looking at his lips. And it's like, just do it, Jack, if you're thinking about this much. 
<laughs> but no, he gets a moment with Kathy, and um, I just wrote, get it, Kathy. Kathy, <laughs> she's a lady who sees what she wants and she goes for yep. it. Respect. No, she's crazy. But I will say that I really relate to Kathy in the fact that like the way she gets mad at people when she's watching her soaps. When you just said that, I was like, what would the Dora Explorer underwear? <laughs> That's what we find out Kathy wears. Sorry. It's true. It's true. For an obese child. Right. But um, I really, uh, just the way she watches her soaps, I, girl, I relate. That's I have a very vivid memory of my roommate asking me in uh, the middle of the second to last episode of Stranger Things, Cammie, can you see your face? And I lost my mind on her <laughs> because it was a very scary moment. I had to apologize well, later. It was like lost parties. Oh, yeah. We had very intense rules about not speaking. Mm-hmm. You uh, did not say a word until a commercial. No, and as soon as mm-hmm. it came back, you were back. I always it. felt like she always looked at me when she said that, too, because she didn't think I could do it. I can do it. I respect narrative. <laughs> no, she was she was staring at our friend OJ for eating his crunchy Del Taco tacos <laughs> too loudly. True. That is true. <laughs> that is what ha- was happening. But everything, just the characterization work of Kathy is so great. That's I th- Again, the show is so good at establishing a character, and you know immediately who, who they are at the gate, and then they are true to who they are as a character for the rest of the show. Yes. And Kathy is just delightful. And But also, for being so childish, she is very um, sexually aggressive. Very forward. She like, slowly puts her hand on Jack, and then he comes out and says, she touched me in my bathing suit area. Swimsuit area. My swimsuit area. I've never heard a grown-ass man say swimsuit area. That was a delight. Oh, man. It was so great. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, man. And it's not at all fun or erotic what, like when men do it to women. Oh, my gosh. That line. Fun or erotic. That's what he says. He was like, oh, it made me feel terrible. Not at all fun and erotic oh. like when men do it okay. to women. Okay, I was like, are you qu- I'm are quoting. You I was quoting okay the episode thing? we are discussing. I came in. It's, hear it now. Kimmy approves of <laughs> sexual harassment. In the workplace. You've heard it here, folks. Um, I love Liz walks in on Jack and Kathy slow dancing to Good Vibrations by Mark and Mark. <laughs> so and great. The funky bunch. And then you get... Liz is talking with Jack and she's like, you smell like strawberries. And he says, it's the lip gloss she puts on me so I can be her fancy boy, which later on is a throwback to this episode. Because, okay, so I was sitting there like, oh, my God, I've heard fancy boy be used before. So in the Sun Tea episode in season four, oh. um, her brother, Bertram Geis, like there all this stuff is happening and they're trying to figure out who's going to get control of the company. And there's a TV interview of Bertram Geis saying, I will fight my sister tooth and nail to get what I deserve because I, Bertram Geis, am daddy's fancy boy. Oh, so this is like a Geis. It's a Geis terminology. That's interesting. Good eye, Kelsey. Or ear, Kelsey. Ear, yeah, right. Well, also eye because of you have the subtitles but, yeah exactly you know so it was uh <laughs> it was interesting i was like oh this is this is it was just i'm like okay that's like flash forward because i've seen it too many times and then i think i i think this is my fa- one of my favorite lines from the entire episode is jack is talking to liz and trying to figure out like is this how it's supposed to be like you walk four miles every saturday to the caddy because my mom says that golf was for a businessman and he paid for princeton by working the day shift at the graveyard and the graveyard shift at the day's end. Such a good joke. Such a great line. Oh my gosh. It's visceral. You get a real sense of, he always just has this weird, you never can tell where Jack came from. Cause you get like, he came from money. He didn't come from money. Cause he he's didn't. like Boston, but he doesn't come from money. And the graveyard shift at the day's end. It is bleak. Also who works a day shift at a graveyard? Somebody's got to like water the plants. Haven't you like people like they don't only like dig graves and stuff during the night. I You've just, never seen people out there like tending to the 
No. Oh. I don't hang in a graveyard. Well, I don't, I but I don't drive, know. I drive past them. I will say, when I was in Iceland, I did see a bunch of youngins playing in a graveyard. Like, a woman was nannying, like, five little boys, and she was taking them into the graveyard, and they were all running around. And I was like, damn, they really deal with death at a young age in Maybe Iceland. they were visiting somebody. I mean, they were playing. It was adorable. I was kind of impressed. I'm like, this woman knows how to keep a bunch of five-year-old boys in line. Interesting. So, also scare the crap out of them. You're like, if you mess around in this here. This is where you end up. You see Johnny Smith over there? I used to. I used to babysit him oh god so he didn't put his <laughs> he didn't put his crayons away that poor boy uh-huh. but um so then at the very end i you, one of my other favorite lines is kathy so kathy loves her soaps loves her soap she operas. loves her soap opera and he i love how much this is the beginning of like a big trend of soap operas being a part of the show right it right really they lean in after this but please that's continue. i started to mix up storylines at one point because yeah, i was thinking about confusing. it i was like oh wait later on oh that's coming I'm so, excited. <laughs> so great and so this whole thing is happening where kathy and jack are having a moment and liz walks in and jack really quickly realizes that kathy loves her soaps and wants nothing more than to be you know thrown to the side by the mistress or whatever the heck is happening and it gives us a moment where <laughs> liz and jack are getting so close and you just have kathy in the background going kiss 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 because she wants them to kiss so badly and they just they can't they do it. can't i like how mm, no 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 but she still believes that they still get the job yeah done. oh mm-hmm. it's so they kind of leave that hanging though don't they yeah they're just like oh he's but oh but then again <gasps> no, she no, he, wins, get, he gets this yeah he gets with the, all the stickers yeah, yeah yeah that's right they don't leave it hanging. i forgot that last scene where Devin. oh here's another nbc brand joke we'll brand. get to it later yeah. though we'll get to it oh, later fair enough um so what's going on with liz's world because well, it's, it's really two storylines right it's pretty much no, Jack. you have tracy's stuff going on too oh duh with him not compensating people tracy, yeah and that's a really short and sweet one tracy doesn't compensate his team for helping him put out the uh the porn video game that we talked about at the end of season two mm-hmm. and although i <laughs> liz i i wrote down i appreciated liz so much in this point because jenna's the one complaining that she didn't get compensated right and liz is like well of course he's going to take care of his boys mm-hmm. but later on liz is running around like crazy getting ready for the adoption lady to show up and she you just see her at one point she walks past tracy's dressing room and she like goes backwards like oh right jenna made that comment to me earlier i should probably talk to tracy mm-hmm. about this She's and it's when she asking. mentions like whenever what is she makes some comment like whenever some rapper singer uh, the he, way she says it she goes, he an drops album, an album that's wait, a drops. thing right the way she says drops an album the, the emphasis she put on drops was very funny it to was me. i giggled a lot she just so doesn't know what she's doing. Right. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. That's a thing. Um, and so then Tracy's like, oh, like, I got it. I've got to, like, give people their stuff. And he starts giving he gives um, uh, Frank solid gold nunchucks. And that's he's all about the solid gold stuff. We have like the solid gold candy bars <laughs> from before. And then we have solid gold shoes later on. And that is just Tracy's go to thing to buy. Mm hmm. It really is. He he loves to the solid gold nunchucks. And this is the beginning. This is just another perfect episode of how the show builds a bunch of different pieces into one great joke at the end, into one great sequence. Mm-hmm. And those nunchucks. And then it was the nunchucks and it was one other piece 
builds into well he got the chinchilla coat for pete oh no who oh and then kathy's jealousy and kathy's relationship with um jack to when then jack is at a lower level and is giving a tour to bev it all coalesces to oh. where she gets the jealousy makes her attack and then frank is playing with yeah the oh yes yes it yes is beautiful joke construction that um the show just does so perfectly it's like watching an olympic athlete like a, it for me it feels like watching a, like simone biles maybe maybe that's a long a strong statement but like watching one of those they do a move and a move and then do 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 and they end oh they ended oh they did it they put all those pieces together it's beautiful like it's just a hit to hit to hit yeah and it's so cool it has the same visceral effect on me as watching a gymnast where i'm like the acrobatics of it are beautiful fair enough yeah so i I love that but anyway sorry we can go back to tracy his whole thing where he says oh i have the riz noof and (laughs) that's a speech impediment (laughs) and then he says here's the pris noof and like now he's just being obnoxious you know what's funny is every time i for some reason i think that that next line is going to be because this must this must be from another episode where he goes well he's just being patronizzle that's what i think he's going to say all the time and it's not patronizzle that's my fave Mm, well now you're just being patronizzle (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness um and then what else frank's hat he's got two hats in this episode no he has three hats in this he has episode. three hats but one's a different style of hat. yes because liz tells him to change his hat yes. and he thought that meant to change the design of the hat <laughs> not the phrase on I like the hat. like fancier bowler i'm gonna go bowler hat yeah so we've got former cyclops mm-hmm. <laughs> he found another eye <laughs> yes that means? good exactly and then we have horny number one and horny number two basically mm-hmm. horny uh baseball hat a trucker hat then horny bowler right oh that's a weird sentence <laughs> i don't like that is a yep mm-hmm. but what else happens with tracy's storyline that i really i can't think of anything really great i'm looking oh here's something i really enjoyed and can i have to go back to the kathy uh yeah. storyline the kathy uh jack there's a point where she's like throwing him down and she's about to like she's like seducing him and liz someone comes in oh you yeah, liz walks in and says the workplace thing oh no no, no. oh that's with cc oh how funny. No, Cece. no but there's something he's lying down and there's a unicorn between his legs Gross. with the horn <laughs> sticking up and it kills me oh and then they get up and he turns to kathy and says cover yourself cover yourself. Button, that's, one that's button. exactly the scene yeah oh my gosh it's so funny it's so fantastic mm-hmm well, yeah, the Tracy so the Tracy storyline is not that exciting. It, no, it's just kind of funny. He just he's just gives such an the things to, that to starts the next. Like he gives the nunchuck. He's which basically is a device step. to move the whole episode, yeah. but it works As really always, well. Almost. And it's a, it's true to his character, which is great. Yeah, to tra- oh man, Tracy is a bit of like they use him mm-hmm. because you know what? You don't want to explain Tracy. Tracy will right. just do things stupid, and it can move the episode along. And part of his character is like he just does stuff like that. Yeah, that's just his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his uh. Oh, I want to use it. His uh, I I can't use Riz Noof at all. No, nope, but I nope, want it. Don't do it, Patrick Nizzle. I just love that so much. Oh, but, but that's pretty his but i just i do always feel a little bad jenna's actually being incredibly reasonable i also love that it's like you can't sue me twice that's double indemnity yeah. <laughs> oh trace that's not how double indemnity works i know i've seen the billy wilder movie um Wait, that just makes me think of um, arrested development i just figured out why double indemnity is called double indemnity no wait that's not why i don't know i'll figure it out anyway let's go back to this anyways okay so in the final storyline the big storyline plot a is liz is wanting to adopt Mm -hmm. that's the thing that so she's starting the process of adoption which is the home visit which is a big deal in the adoption stuff it's whole thing 
And so Megan Maloli mm-hmm. is Bev, the adoption worker. Mm-hmm. And so Liz got her apartment already for Bev to come over to take a look at the apartment and see how it's going. And so she just comes over and starts going through Liz's office or her house. And Liz, I noticed Liz set out on the coffee table like snacks for Bev. And on the little tiered tray thing, there's just like a mini pizza on top, <laughs> which I love. Um, and while she's talking to Liz and she's like, how often do you have what gentlemen, gentlemen guests? Uh, uh, what does she say? It's sex guest, sex guest. And she and Liz McCombin is like, oh, once a year. But I can cut that back if I need to. <laughs> while Megan Bob is in the corner, like strangling herself with the some real uh, the string from the blinds. It's so funny. Megan. I wrote down Megan Mullally's space work oh yeah and i mean obviously they directed her to do things but just the way she fills up a space for being such a tiny funny little lady it's just really great and Mm -hmm. i just so many comedies just people standing and saying funny things and this show is always really good about adding a slapstick and a visual physical stuff and which is really important to me if y'all haven't watched a lot of buster keaton go watch some buster keaton Mm. he's the best thing that's happened to um america yeah i think i yeah i'm gonna say that i like it have you ever watched any buster Mm -hmm. keaton you ever seen the one where the the there's it's like the tornado up one and he's standing and the half of the house falls and he's standing right in the space where the window oh it's like that game we play in mario party but he filmed it yeah well there's the whole thing oh my gosh this popped up a couple of weeks oh i sent it to you there was a whole arrested development thing about that they talked about that scene getting filmed in arrested development where they do that yeah they did do that i remember Mm -hmm. that scene but yeah so uh, that must have been inspired because that's uh a buster it happens to buster right no it was inspired by that and that would be so scary to do particularly nowadays we have a lot of safety and stuff but like in the 20s it was so like just go film it it was so rogue and he was directing it so he was the one creating these he was creating these spectacles um the other great one is the the one where he's on a train it's not sherlock jr what is it but where he gets to, he catches the wind he goes all the way around i'll oh, send it to you it's okay, the one with yeah, he's yeah. like on the uh the water spout and he swings around the train and yep. and then he ends up getting soaked and he broke like his collarbone while filming that but it's my favorite thing to watch i broke my collarbone once oh how'd you do that on the monkey bars oh. i was in first grade Kelsey. i didn't get to play my last soccer game of the season it's I'm all right sorry. i'm fine um <laughs> <laughs> anyway off from uh buster keaton but now we yes. should get to liz's storyline yes. we're on so, liz's storyline what yes. am i doing we learned that liz was once arrested in germany for public nudity because she thought it was a nude beach and it was a shipyard <laughs> <laughs> that's so gross <laughs> that's so gross oh, liz. so then she would have had that great hair when it happened too uh, that i know really great, right, like the, kind the of glasses side, and, glass and the, the poofy on top oh man damn damn girl piss off samir Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so then bev starts going you're a tv writer how many hours of work do you week 60 to 80 how many work do you week sorry how how many what how many hours a week do you work and she decides she's gonna pop by the office whatever that's weird but okay so bev so when you work 60 i mean first of all if you sit talking to someone who's a single parent who adopted and she's like i work 60 to 80 hours a week that should be a red flag i mean it's not (laughs) just it's just like when are you gonna have this child yeah is what oh i mean i'm i'm all about liz trying to have this thing but she's gonna have to give up something i'm just saying adjustments like turning the green room into a nursery (laughs) so liz gets to work and is like everybody please act normal let's make this the adoption ladies coming coming please get rid of the porn in your office if you have any hanging up and everyone runs off first of all who the heck hangs up porn in their office that is so weird and maybe it's like pinup girl stuff maybe but also do you see that in the background pete's in his office and he's moving a giant inflatable naked lady no he's got a sex doll oh 100 oh in the back he like picks it up and he's in his I office and Liz is still all. talking it's so that's great funny. i just noticed that sue runs really sue fast runs which I real did. quick yeah 
I love that joke. Sue, they always make Subi the surprise. Well, and she takes, and then Liz, Jenna, like, is going into tra- to Liz's office with her, and Liz takes a picture off the wall behind her desk that it's a picture of two thing it looks like boobs that she takes off but it's not but she takes it off I'm like she is just she is going to get this kid it's <laughs> what really is trying to happen here oh my gosh it's so funny i yeah i do enjoy that also that she has this penis pasta yeah you yeah oh my goodness um liz is so cool also um, what bachelorette party did she get that i'm buying it for other ones i'm involved also in. she had her bachelor actually that wouldn't surprise me if they had a bachelorette party at the, i mean you know what they just had bankses they did have bankses that's true party. On the, on the stage, yeah. Yep. Ugh, gross. Uh, <laughs> I can't hide it. Oh, man. So Bev gets to the studio and is trying to find Liz. And she walks in and walks past Kenneth. And Kenneth says, hi, may I herp you? Which I thought it was a joke on the fact. I listened. I, wa- I rewound it twice. Like the closed captioning doesn't say it. But because she kind of has big hair. And I think he goes, hi, may I herp you? Like he tried to say help, but he he struggled. Oh, it's not just his adorable accent coming to play. No, he there's a, an audible R in there, and then we get possibly the darkest joke of the episode, which is him talking. No, I'm the adoption lady. He's like, oh, like I love adoption. Three of my nine siblings were adopted, and someday I'm going to find them. Oh, I love that joke so much. It's a perfect Kenneth joke because it's just a twist of your expectations. Same with the Tracy joke, but his do differently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenneth's always are sad, but he's so happy you don't see it coming. And then Tracy's are always just like, oh, no, this makes no sense at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, or this is not what you... But I just love it so much. Lost his siblings. Poor Ken. Oh, Parcel. Kenneth Ken- Ellen. Poor Kenny. Ken- Do we know his middle name is Ellen yet? Uh, yes, we learn about it in the poker episode. You're right. We know his name is Kenneth Ellen. Yep. Mm. Um, and we get, <laughs> this is, I'm sure that when this came out, there were lots of cries about, um, Tina Fey being racist where she goes, hi, Rick, I'm Fred. Rick is the other black guy. Happens to everybody. Yeah. Happens all the time to my black husband. I love that <laughs> joke. I think it's really funny. I think oh. it's really, really funny. Cause it is that terrible thing that happens that is, that's just uncomfortable and that everyone's, everyone does it to everyone once. And mm. it's just the wrong, it's that when you do the wrong thing at the wrong moment and you offend someone and you, and like, you don't, it's the perfect thing to offend the person. I'm like, trying to my impress. mom calls me the dog's name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and i'm offended about it you can't adopt anyone mom there is a school at the drumline this past drumline season that their show was called um a soldier's daughter and it was all a thing about like the daughter who her her dad's a soldier obviously and it starts out with a girl who she's like in bed in her pajamas and then she runs off stage and comes back 10 seconds later in jeans and a sweatshirt and because of where i was sitting in the in the gymnasium it was just like it was just an Asian like two different Asian girls switching places. No. And I was like, uh what they just tried they just got away with it. That there was an Asian girl who was in her pajamas and she went through the door and then a different girl came out. Oh my goodness. I was like, um, well, I guess that's uh, the way you get your line to be a little bigger, but Oh my gosh. It was questionable. Yeah, that's tricky. That's tricky. But uh that joke no, but the joke is funny and he gives her the right amount of grief for it later in oh, the episode. <laughs> Bitch, my, my name, name is, is Fred. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Oh, good so, job. Good for you, Fred. Stick up for yourself. Right, right. You got so, it. You call the, <laughs> call the boss a bitch. It's funny. And just own it. Mm-hmm. So Bev is interviewing all the different people in the office, and we learn that Jenna dated O.J. Simpson. Not surprising. She's his type. She's already done, what, David Blaine, and then was le- e- writing letters. Mickey Rooney. Not Mickey Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mickey Rooney is so different from Mickey Rourke <laughs> in so many so ways. Different. But also Jenna would date old Hollywood. Um, she would be the eighth wife. Well, because she also did uh, Scott Peterson. She at least wrote oh, letters yeah. to Scott Peterson. After he got all skinny stressed. and hot. Yeah. He got all stressed and hot yeah. in jail. Liz, or Sari, once again, she thinks that Liz is trying to get custody of the kids because she was yelling at kids the other day. <laughs> they were a bunch of kids who lied about being able to break dance. And then did you hear what Pete said? No, what did he say? So... He is talking about how he had to go to, he just got back from an anger management retreat sh- center for shooting one of his coworkers with, with an, an arrow, arrow, which I know it's a follow up from what I yep. did before. Yep. Which I've never, from shooting I'm Donnie on the leg, in the leg, that he shoots Donnie when he's trying to distract Ken. Because we yes, talked Donnie, about it would have been nice if he had, he had got done it. the heel. Got it. I was like, well, I know he shoots someone because I know yeah. that whole plot line and the image of him in the, in, in the, uh, in the Olympics and Peanut Farmer. Yeah. But I couldn't remember <laughs> who he shot. You're right. He shot Donnie, yep. Paul Shear in the leg. That, I I'd love never that noticed through. Yeah, I'd never noticed that continuity before. I, I love loved how they it. made that an anger thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not, not being a hero. But yeah, he would have. That's so funny. That's what he was doing with his summer. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Pete. Oh, man. Always sad that Pete. Oh gosh! So all this stuff happens. Clearly, Bev is like not having it with Liz. Mm-hmm. Like this. Well, no, I love when 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 they when Liz and Bev run into Jack and Jack starts talking about like, well, Liz has been under me for this long. Like, like, <laughs> what's your position here? Oh, I work in the mail room. Like, that's it's so just everything goes so wrong yep. for Liz. Like two weeks so earlier, it would have actually at this point probably three months earlier, it would have been perfect if she came there. That like, nope, he's now the mailman. Yep. <laughs> um, but I like so we, we there's the scene we talked about earlier, and then we get four to um to basically she gets the do-over and she has to distract kathy um distra- she has to distract devin that's what i'm thinking of the moment where she looks at kenneth and she goes distract devin oh yeah and he yeah, walks yeah, into yeah. devin and he was like want to watch me do push-ups and he does girl push-ups, he does girl push-ups. <laughs> it's so good but wait did i get ahead of myself that's what happens yeah that's like when the next yeah so so after all this stuff happens bev's like you're not going to get a kid and then what oh and then that's when the montage of a series of unfortunate amazing events happens of bev getting knocked out and all this good stuff stuff yeah and then she gets up and says hi i'm bev i'm here to do liz's adoption agency interview yes and she's like do over i get a do over and so they go back through and things are a lot better this time except for sari still struggling but that's sari um although i did notice that when um Sorry, when Tracy's talking to Bev about Liz before the do-over, he goes, she and I go way back, like spinal cords and car seats. That is officially one of the ones I could never figure out what he was trying to say in that moment. But, oh, I go way back, like in the back of the yeah, body, no, the back like, of the car. No, no, no. Well, yeah, like I go way back, like spinal cords and car seats. You can go back. Yeah, no, I, well, I've never, I was like, what the heck? And then Liz even says, what? No, that's not a thing or something like that. But, uh, it, but he's right. Yeah, no, it, it, t- it makes more sense. sense now that I was saying I don't make, it makes sense now. Oh, so you really, we just experienced you figuring it out. I got that's it. Fun. I like read what I wrote instead of just writing what I heard. Um, and then you get Banks going, what Liz, let's chat. What's that man trouble bootcut jeans fun. Bye. <laughs> oh, he's such a jerk. And then I am 99% positive that you see in the background. Bev is talking to Frank and I'm pretty sure she's holding up a breathalyzer to him. I am like, I took a picture of it. Cause I'm Please like, show me this. I 99% this. positive. That's what's happening, which cracks me up because that's a fair, uh, fair thing to, to think might be happening. Oh, no, she's recording him. No, okay, I wrote either she's recording or it's a breathalyzer. It's a recorder, I think. I oh, mean, maybe dang. it's a breathalyzer, but I think it's a recorder. 
that's what that looks like <laughs> she to me. looks so angry i she's, love it she's a real grump uh which is the best but so great um love the triumphant end for liz that is not so triumphant she, she finally gets fred's name right <laughs> she does get does she get his name yes right? she does oh good i missed that actually yeah, she I'm finally just, gets it right at the end i just like that if i wish there was a place of forms for passion just the, <laughs> the classic little mega voice oh she's so good but but jack gets what he wants all gets righted with jack he gets to be back in the position yes. of power the, the final line of the episode just being so great of liz leaving jack's office walking back in and leaning and he's like do you need something lemon and she says no i just like seeing you in there it's so sweet but i wait hold on two seconds what happens with Devin? it's an nbc brand joke NBC brand joke. Do you know why it's an NBC brand joke? Remember he goes outside and he tries to get hit by the car to get insurance? Oh, no, I totally... uh, What other NBC shows pulled that? Oh, I'm like, it was from The Office. Of Meredith getting hit by a... No, that's not actually what I was thinking of. You're going to say it and I'm going to go, dang it, I know what you're talking about. Because I, I thought about it when... It- that's how John Raphael makes his money is he gets hit Thank by you. cars. Yep. And then yep. he gets the insurance and, su- and he sues them. Yep, John Raphael. So it's an NBC brand joke. <laughs> so anything else you want to say about this one? Um... I didn't realize until this episode that when Jack and Liz are meeting in the park at one point, Devin comes running out of the bushes after he'd been out there with two men. Oh, you didn't see those dude walking I'd by never in the leather vest? Uh, I was like, oh, oh Devin. Go, Devin. Mm, healthy. <laughs> um, I My favorite line from this episode, I love the days in graveyard thing, but it's actually Jack when he's like, this is GE. And he's like, it's just G now, Jack. I sold the E to Samsung. They're Samsung now. <laughs> I love that line so much. They're Samsung now. They're Samsung now. It's such a good joke. <laughs> oh, it's so... I want to know who wrote that. I want to shake their hand. Right. That's up there with my feminine mesquite joke um, that I love so much from Parks and Rec. Um, my, I mean, I made it very clear what my favorite line was. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, we did This gets thrown around all the time that we're not, we might not be the best people, but we're not the worst graduate students are the worst graduate students they're the worst yeah yep <laughs> yep that is true <laughs> mm-hmm. oh man i really like this episode i love this episode i think it's a good f- i think it's a good opener i still like seinfeld vision a lot i love how mm-hmm. that moves the story forward but i think this does a really good job again there's that beautiful gymnastic style crazy visual sequence yeah. of uh, bev getting knocking out and everything and everything co- um coalescing and it's just a really lovely thing agree it's lovely good great we like this episode good talk we're giving <laughs> it um out of 30 i'm giving it oh my gosh can you imagine 29 golden nunchucks can you imagine if we did ratings out of 30 that would be so difficult i think we're doing it from now on out of 30 i'm giving it 29 golden nunchucks it's not perfect but it's real good okay but when you're on a scale of 30 like i understand you're taking this so when, like, i'm like i can understand you're calling it a four out of five but this on a four out of five is actually like i'm standing by it what are you giving it it's actually 30? a 24 out of 30 good that's a good rating to give it i'm okay with giving it a 24 out of 30 i'm not okay with giving it a 29 out of 30 right, i'm gonna make it a 28 out of 30 28 gold nunchucks you're looking so stressed out right now but i'm standing by I hate this the idea of us doing ratings for every episode i won't do it for every episode i'll just do it when i really want to annoy you <laughs> that's fine <laughs> it's working well it's not 29 it's a really good episode though <laughs> it is an a minus according to ab club that's fair that's fair okay cool kels well cool i'm glad we're back we're back i'm really happy it was nice to see you right with a microphone in your hand i know it's been a while with the, m- been, the mic in my hand it's been a little bit last time we were just matching dresses i know you know what's funny is i've had a microphone in my hand so often recently because of drumline and Winterguard stuff so yeah it's nice so you're just back you're feeling like comfy right i'm like another microphone another day it's what i do exactly so um you can find all our podcastings at talk 30 rock to me um that's on instagram kelsey runs that instagram beautifully our twitter she was very we're both work really hard 
responding. So feel free to uh, hit us up. And if it's something good, we'll talk about it on here. And um, and if it's something not, if we don't talk about it on here, we no, I'm just kidding. It just means that there were a lot of responses. Yes. And we sometimes forget. Yes, we're also very forgetful because yeah. we have lives that are outside of 30 Rock. Sadly, no, not how I want it. <laughs> you can also send us emails at talk 30 Rock to me at Gmail. Those are a little bit easier to parse through sometimes. Yep, exactly. Um, and um, where do people find you? I'm at, at Kimchi Lucas everywhere. Um, I've been tweeting a lot about the commercials I've been watching on Hulu because I was rewatching Rick and Morty. <laughs> so that was really fun for me. Um, oh, have you watched The Handmaid's Tale? Not yet. I'm actually probably going to watch it tonight. Mm, that's pretty good. I read the book, so I'm very oh, excited. Fair so I know what happens. Um, and you probably know more than I do. And I'm at Redheaded Blonde everywhere. You mm-hmm. can find me on the Twitter and the Instagramness. Perfect. And um, oh, please oh. review us and please subscribe. Mm-hmm. That we appreciate it. Helps and tell us your friends about us. You know, if you want to, it'd be cool. It's like no pressure. We're like just like we're just over here being like, hey, yo, like I don't know. I'm trying to be like the cool person in the street is handing you the flyer for the comedy you show. Can't tell people you're being the cool person because that like that's how it works. Cool. This is how cool happens. All Cassie. right, don't tell me how cool <laughs> happens. I'm cool, but you know, whatever. I'm just like here being like, hey, here's a flyer, like come or whatever. I don't care. I'm like I'm like the embodiment of Aubrey Plaza right now. Just like mm, whatever. Is Chris Pratt going to show up? Oh, <laughs> that's everything. I tried. I've tried. Trust <laughs> me. I've tried. God bless that wonderful man. Right. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and for sticking with us with us through our hiatus. Mm-hmm. We um, have a lot of great guests coming up. Yeah. And a lot excited. of great episodes. And this season is just dope. Yep. I said it. And this is a Talk 30 Rock to Me classic episode. Classic. Like button classic. Button classic. Talk 30 Rock to Me classic. Yep. That's a thing. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.